Welcome to Ballers with Babies. I'm Mark Willard. Today we know so much about what athletes and sports personalities do, but not so much about who they are, what makes them tick. What's life like the moment the stadiums and TV cameras go dark? Most go home to their families. We want to know what that after hours experience is like. Ballers with Babies explores their upbringing, their home life, how it's affected by their high profile job, and how that high profile job is affected by the home life. On Ballers with Babies, we talk to some of the most interesting names in sports and find out how they're even more interesting than we realized. And don't worry, diehard fan, we'll get to the important sports questions as well. This is your favorite people like you've never heard them before. I hope you enjoy. Okay, Ballers with Babies, let's get offensive lineman great Kyle Turley in here. You know him, of course, for his football days, a two-time All-Pro, but... Also a great musician, right? How does music affect your life, Kyle? Uh, music has just always been um, that one thing, you know, one of those things that has been a great release uh, from football days to, you know, today. Uh, being able to pick up an instrument and uh, escape the world uh, with music is an unbelievably therapeutic uh, thing to be able to do. Uh, and, I mean, do you tie that directly to your football? You just said a release, an escape the stress that football places on, uh, on all aspects of your life. Is that, is that kind of why you started and when did you start? No, I was just always, you know, in the music. I think you're either in the music as uh, uh, someone who just likes to listen to music um, or you're really into music. And I was always really into music. I wanted to learn how to play the instruments. I wanted to uh, know how it worked backstage. You know, that helped me go into a music career after football. Um, uh, just because I have a passion for it. Um, but during the football seasons, I always uh, reserved a room from the coaches. Every team I was on uh, rented all the music equipment. Uh, some people saw that on the uh, episode they did with the Chiefs, the um, uh, training camp issue. Did right. they even do that anymore? Yeah, the hard knocks, right? Hard knocks, yeah. They, they did the hard knocks. You can see it in the Chiefs episode. I did that on every team. I would rent all the music equipment and uh, get a room from the coaches down in the bottom of the dorms and uh, just set it up. And, and uh, you know, we found that on every team, we could put an entire, an entire band together and play songs by the end of the training camp. It was awesome. <laughs> That's a ton of fun. Um, all right, you're a husband and a dad. Let's hear a little bit about the rest of the Turley family right now and how old the kids are. Uh, I've got a son that's nine. My daughter is seven. Uh, just busy, man. Seven and nine. <laughs> you got seven and nine year olds, you know. <laughs> and starting school. school. Just back, uh, yep. again and just really excited. And, and um, you know, another year. Uh, keep it going, man. I get these kids out this house. Uh, no doubt, man. I have 11, nine, and four myself, so I know exactly where you're at. And Kyle, look, you know this. I think your story is so important. You're now doing so much work as an advocate uh, for cannabis. You've often said that it saved your life. How, how much of an influence were your kids in, in leading you down the path that you've been on? Uh, I mean, that's their paramount, you know, at some point your life has to become when you have kids, uh, not about you. Um, and so for me, it was about finding that medication that I could use to be there for my kids. I couldn't be there sober as far as sober is concerned. I have injuries. Those things are, uh, very evident uh, on a sober brain, and then uh, even worse, um, medicated in synthetic world. So 
I went through the gambit of trying to address all these injuries um, from pain to, you know, mental issues that this game of football inherently causes. We have to accept that. And we have to understand that if we want to have our families and not have a 85, almost 90% divorce rate that continues to this day, uh, th- these reasons are not just because we all marry a bunch of gold diggers. You know, I mean, that, that can happen. Uh, but, but, you know, majority of these relationships start out with good intentions. Um, and a lot of these are, you know, long-term relationships and they just fall apart. Uh, you know, I've seen it and I've seen, uh, that continue to happen in our community. And, um, you know, at some point you've got to say to yourself, I've got to find an answer for this. Um, and then, you know, whatever that answer might be, uh, you, you better make sure that that is an answer that is going to sustain and uh, more so you have to commit. Um, and so I've committed to what I've found in these answers through cannabis because it saved my life um, by saving my family, by saving me every day from becoming um, the person that this disease has created. Uh, there are certain avenues of the brain that have been severely compromised that we must address. We cannot just neglect these and say that Jesus is going to come and save us because Jesus is trying to scream at the top of his lungs and saying, I created this plant. It mimics your cannabinoid system inside your body. And you have to start looking for these answers on this planet. Uh, they are there, and I've found it, and it is in cannabis that football will be saved. There is no doubt about it. I, I don't know that I've ever heard that stat. Did you say about 85% and this is NFL or sports marriages end in divorce? NFL for sure. I don't know about the other sports, but the NFL uh, still to this day enjoys that statistic. Wow. And yeah, it's uh, and, and it doesn't have to happen. And that's what I discovered personally. Uh, I'm married now 15 years. My marriage was dissolving rapidly because I was dissolving rapidly. Um, and I no longer am. And I'm able to be an unbelievable uh, companion, partner, husband, father, um, son, brother, uh, you know, ex-teammate, uh, you know, there for my guys again. I couldn't even be there for myself uh, at, at, uh, my lowest point and, you know, contemplating seriously, uh, leaving this world through the avenue of suicide. So, you know, which is another statistic that our community needs to, you know, really acknowledge it's not gone away. We've had a few more and we will every year. Uh, it's not stopped. Uh, we've had four kids die already this season, uh, probably more within the first three Weeks of training camp, four players have died in high school and uh, college. Um, uh, it's going to be uh, near 20 uh, by the end of the season. Uh, these things can all be resolved through cannabis. There are studies that prove that we can save these deaths in football. Um, and I'm here to say that you can save it on multiple levels. Uh, and what we're talking about here, dealing with families. You know, uh, you said that you you ran the gambit looking for this strain of marijuana that that you found that that has saved you. What what was that like? How many things did you try, and how did you find this? Well, it's a continual um, search. Honestly, uh, there's over 300 strains that, and growing because of the hybrid process and cannabis and that ability to do so. There's three different types of cannabis. There's indicas which gets you, uh, you know, the more sedated feel. 
the more euphoric, I'm a real high, uh, stereotypical feel, couch potato eating chips in the <laughs> couch. Uh, and then you have your sativas, which are very uh, elevating. They, they, they can um, make you your best you. They can give you energy that is equivalent to any energy drink. They can give you focus that's equivalent to uh, drugs like Adderall or Depakote and these other things that I've been prescribed out there to deal with all these neurological deficiencies, um, their uh, light sensitivity, these, all of these issues in the sativa world is, and sativa hybrids, uh, there's just, I mean, they've prescribed patients with glaucoma uh, sativa strains um, that they don't want to tell people about, uh, that the government doesn't want to release the seeds to the, 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 the people doing the research. You know, they know this. Um, and uh, I've experienced these things firsthand. Uh, I can relate different strains to certain medications that I've been on very clearly. Uh, and the benefit of cannabis over synthetic medications is that uh, you have the confidence of knowing that it's not going to kill you um, or create uh, these uh, manifestations and prey on this injury that you have. It's only going to benefit you. Um, and so I just encourage people to find and search uh, their strains if they live in a medical marijuana state uh, to be able to understand this because there is a true science to it. And if I found what I found in this system here, even in California, unbelievably corrupt, unbelievably archaic, um, uh, going to the worst parts of town, where could we be if Stanford and San Diego State and um, all of these schools start researching this? And, um, you know, what could we resolve? I mean, we can't talk about all these diseases out there that our family. My kids are the only kids in school that haven't gotten sick in the last two years through the flu season at all, uh, barely a sniffle uh, when just the weather changes. It's because I give them CBD since I started finding out about CBD. We wow. give it to them every day. And they're unbelievably healthy. The doctors get blown away every time we go to the pediatrician. And you don't do flu shots? No, not even. We go to the doctor, and the doctor literally, we don't just deny a flu shot. Right. Uh, if it felt we were at risk, we would possibly. But every time we go to the doctor, literally, uh, to give our kids their checkup, the doctors are blown away at how healthy our kids are. <laughs> and so um, they say, we don't think you need it. We don't recommend that you get this. You're, you've not been sick in two years. Like, we, why, you know, we, we research our doctors. We make sure we don't go across these doctors. And, you know, if you get to a doctor and they, the first thing is out of their mouth is, here, let me write you this prescription. You yeah. better go get a second opinion. Yep, yep, man, that's unbelievable. You know, uh, Kyle, I, I wonder, you know, you've talked about uh, the road that you were heading down and you said you almost lost the family. If, if you're willing to kind of discuss some of the stories, I wonder after you retired, but before you found cannabis, although I know you found it some while you were still playing, but, but until you found that strain, what, what was life like? Um, I, I guess I can just uh, say that over my sports career, um, I've lived, my wife and I have lived in over 14, 15 houses um, in multiple states, Louisiana, Missouri, Kansas, uh, Tennessee, Arizona, California, multiple houses, um, Mexico, uh, vacation houses, all that, you know, and 
out of all of those houses, since I found what I found for the last four or five years now, um, this is the first house of all of those homes that I have not lost it. I have not punched a hole in a wall. I've not ripped a door off a hinge. I've not broke every dish in our cabinets and ripped those off the shelves uh, and just terrified and terrorized my family at these moments of this disease when it manifests itself uh, and what people see on the screen when these things happen and people commit crimes. Uh, and we have these rates of things that are associated in our community with murder and all of these insane things. Uh, Anthony Smith, O.J. Simpson was not the only one. We've got multiple guys in prison for murder and these crazy crimes. Uh, and I can honestly say that for the last four to five years prior uh, uh, to my experience uh, over these last four to five years, um, constantly thinking of suicide and homicide and really bad thoughts and uh, never being able to trust myself around my family or friends or loved ones uh, and or the medications that were on my countertops. Uh, and living in that fear of my kids maybe getting a hold of these and being paranoid. Uh, when you have a compromised brain uh, through whatever that has uh, you know, occurred to you to, to do this, um, you must address it. And uh, these are things on those psychotic levels to literal uh, issues that I was dealing with constantly uh, in vertigo, uh, losing it when I was driving, not being able to drive anymore, go to McDonald's with my kids anymore because I would just lose it on people in the playground um, and just create scenes everywhere. And that and those things have not gone away uh, uh, because I know that they are there. I have now, though, a medicine that deals with this on unbelievable levels that I know I can go to that when my levels are off, immediately resolves it. And I don't have these things happen anymore. So, um, and a lot of things are getting better in that regard where I have more control over my brain. Um, and that's this disease. This disease makes you lose control of your faculties of being able to uh, have control of your body and your brain and where that takes you. It's called dementia. And uh, it's not a fun place. You know, you, you've referred to a number of times, quote unquote, this disease. Uh, what, what is that disease? I mean, are, are you talking about CTE? Do you believe that you have it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, 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 I don't have to believe that I have this. I know I have this. Over 96% of the brains that have been dissected have this disease. Aaron Hernandez had the worst case, they said, that they've ever discovered in this disease. This disease is created by repetitive head trauma and subconcussive blows. I've played the game as harder, harder than anyone else, and all of the neurological things that everyone was having or everyone is having to happen to them now with even my coach who is uh, in his 70s now. And he's just starting to have these episodes of vertigo and these emotional rage control episodes. I was having these things constantly uh, early in my career. And they would shove me in a closet and tell me to go to sleep during practice and they'd wake me up after and I wouldn't be dizzy anymore or I wouldn't be thrown up everywhere. Um, they would, uh, again, they sent me to anger management. 
uh, all of these things after then speaking to Dr. Robert Cantu and Anne McKee and Bennett O'Malley directly and having my brain scanned uh, even on a basic MRI to show that there is clear damage. And even Dr. Sanjay Gupta looking at my scan says there is definitely something here. Uh, and I know personally they, they have scans to show this uh, very clearly in living brains. Uh, they just are failing to allow us to understand this because of the implications and disability that it would uh, have in both uh, sports and in the military and everything else. Um, our brains, as we've come to find out, are very important, and our brains are very fragile, uh, and we need to start taking care of them. Okay, quick break to talk about our sponsor, Green Solar Technologies. You know, summer's here, and that's good. Your electricity bill during the summer, that's not good. I wonder if you've thought about how high that is going to be. It is crazy. Uh, I'm a homeowner and a sportscaster. I always want to be on the right team. But the question is, who is the right team? Solar or the utility company? And I had heard a lot about solar and always thought, this is not going to be affordable. I got three kids at home. Heck, nothing's affordable, right? Well, it turns out solar is actually more affordable than it's ever been. And I found Green Solar Technologies, who installs only high-quality, American-made solar world panels as a solar world platinum installer. The amount you pay for your solar will remain the same for, say, X number of months until you pay off your loan. But if you stick with the utility company, that electricity bill goes up, up, and up. Green Solar Technologies has made going solar an easy, game-changing move. Call my guys over there, Green Solar, today at 844-660-9033 to find out if solar makes sense for you. And I bet it will. Call 844-660-9033. That's 844-660-9033. And now back to the conversation. You know, Kyle, I'm amazed by the love you and your wife and family must all have for one another because the, the stories that you were just telling, I mean, how... How did y'all stay together through this? Uh, I mean, I married a good Southern girl, for one. Um, you know, I should have been left a long time ago. I, I, I should literally be living, you know, in a van down by the river. Uh, <laughs> I've, 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 I've been blessed uh, with this, you know, companion, this person that's been there by my side and stuck it through. And that, at the same time, uh, you know, there's a personal side to that and my commitment to it. And I had to prove myself. Uh, every couple has their ups and downs. We've gone through it. You know, the seven-year itch is a real deal. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, marriages get disrupted. Um, and people, you know, uh, fall apart. And you have to reach down deep inside and decide whether or not this is something you want to follow through with. And um, I went through it before. I was married prior. I was married. I got. I was young and got kind of pushed into it because of religious reasons and my parents and people. You know, because we're you, know, you go from college and then you got to move somewhere and get a house and now people are living with you and they go, oh, you got to get married and make an honest woman and this, that, and the other. And you just really weren't ready for that, you know. So I, I, I was young and uh, had a first marriage for about a year, and um, you know, I, I had that opportunity to go out there again and 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 run it, and I did, and I uh, <laughs> you know, I'd, and then I found enough. Uh, my wife and I just couldn't deny that. And so when there was those problems during this 15 year marriage, uh, we both stuck together through it all. Um, whether that was infidelity on my part, uh, and being, uh, uh, you know, just a, a male, 
uh, and uh, losing my mind uh, in many ways and her understanding that um, because, uh, you know, there was, there was always that passion. There was always that love. I think that you guys, every married couple, you know, has that there. You just lose sight of it and uh, you fade out and um, go your separate ways and everybody gets comfortable. Um, and unfortunately, uh, you know, uh, uh, things happen and you got to uh, be faced with uh, certain moments where you've got to you, you fight for it. And um, uh, I was lucky to give them, be given chances. Uh, uh, and uh, I never looked back after uh, that chance that I was given again uh, with my wife uh, to commit and, you know, prove to her and show her. But at the same time, we just don't talk about the past. We move forward, and, uh, you know, I'm hanging by a thread. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I mean, aren't we all? You know, like, I I, I wonder now what, what the daily process is like uh, to to stay healthy and, and stay sane and what role the whole family plays in that. You were talking a moment ago about the fact that you still do have some of these thoughts. You just know how to, you know how to navigate your way through that. What what does that feel like now? Like, do you, are you aware that you're having an episode, or is it not that rational? How how does that feel? No, I, it's it's very comforting in that I know what's going on now. Uh, I've, I've tracked this thing down to understand how this disease works, um, and that's you know very important for people to understand. If you've got a history of head trauma and you're experiencing any of these types of things, you, you really need to start doing some research because you can find ways to deal with this. I, I know every round about six weeks, uh, uh, almost <laughs> it's a cycle. Uh, and this is speaking to early onsets of Alzheimer's, which is what basically we're all headed towards playing this game of football. Um, uh, you know, especially at certain eras. I mean, in my era, I mean, they don't have two days or more. They don't have any of this. They can't leave with their head. I mean, we were head hunters. We were uh, constantly banging. It was never ending. The damage that uh, we've done to our brains playing this game at certain eras is just irreparable, and we've seen that. And the statistics have, you know, our numbers. But um, I'm comforted in that I understand all this, and I've searched to find these answers. Uh, and now knowing the, the medicine that I have available uh, to me to help me deal with all of this, uh, because I'm very involved. I mean, my, my life is my family. My family is my life. Uh, um, I get my kids up every morning. Um, I get them, I make them breakfast. I make sure my kids, uh, do their pushups. I make sure we go and have fun. I make sure that my kids are on sports teams and I'm there all the time. And I'm there for my wife, and we take time, and we uh, do stuff with each other, uh, like vacations away from the kids, and Grandpa takes them. And, you know, we make time for everything uh, because it's important um, to us because we know that, that there's nothing more important than a family. Uh, and uh, when you find that other person that's willing to commit to you um, and you're willing to commit to them, uh, there's nothing more important in this world, that's for sure. You know what's amazing about all this, Kyle, is uh, you don't seem mad at football. You know, like like you you don't hate football because of this, and and for sending uh, people you know down this road that 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 you traveled, or or am I reading that wrong? No, that's that's true because I I found this answer. 
I was searching for this answer. I wish I could have a time machine and go back to the beginning of my career and hope, well, maybe in another year or so when they stop testing for marijuana or if they if they just never did and I was exposed and the doctors even prescribed this to me. You know, I've told this to a lot of people. I go around advocating for marijuana again. I'm like, I don't care. The government, you guys can take it. You can make all the money in the world. If I can have the answers that I've found in this, plant uh, and take those back with me, um, I wouldn't, I would have circumvented so many problems in my life. It's ridiculous. I would have made so much more money. I would have had such a longer career. I would have just probably retired at 40, like maybe even last year. I don't know. I feel so much better uh, and stronger and more confident today because I have more control over my mind. Unfortunately, my body is broken, and uh, you know, uh, it, I, I, but I'm able to push it, and I train hard, and I'm in shape, and you know, I'm active constantly now more than ever. Um, uh, you know, and it's all through this plan. I, I just uh, I don't hate football because I found an answer that could have allowed me to go back and do it even harder and faster and better and. I mean, that's the truth of it. That's why I speak about this. And they could make all the money they wanted and selling it to everybody. I don't give a crap about that. All these people who are making this all about money and, and, and the pharmaceutical companies and stock markets are going to crash. All this stuff. Who cares? People are dying. You guys have just unleashed death on our country for the last uh, 30, 40 years with these pills, man. We've got 115 people dying every day. And I, I've found this thing now that isn't just me saying this. Uh, there's only one neuroprotective patent in the world that the United States government owns on one substance. They don't, on all of the billions of dollars and trillions of dollars that have been spent on medicine and finding cures for diseases and this, that, and the other, uh, the United States government has only patented one substance as a neuroprotective in the entire world. Marijuana, cannabis. Why is that? You have a cannabinoid system in your body. Each and every person does. You have natural levels of THC and CBD and CBA and CBN and THCA and all these other cannabinoids that are in limits in this plant, ironically enough, that God created, not man. And so what's really going on? I don't care the fights with conspiracies. Uh, at the end of the day, you're just getting in the way of me wanting to have a better life for my son should he choose to play this game. And um, it's an amazing sport. I love football. There's nothing better than, than football. Uh, I wish the game could be like it was more uh, uh, in more ways. Uh, they've ruined it in so many others. Uh, and all we had to do and have to do is address this injury, acknowledge this injury, and treat it. And there's ways to do that. You know, what is it that's stopping everybody, Kyle? I, I, the, the, you know, you listen to you, and, and, and I've done a lot of reading and listening on this, and it, it all seems so obvious. Do we just need to get past the, the, the moral thing that we've all been taught, you know, quote-unquote, it's illegal? What, what is stopping this from, from wide acceptance? Uh, well, completely. At the end of the day, it's, it is. It's ignorance. Uh, if you're not willing to listen to the science, then you're just making an ignorant opinion, opinionated decision here uh, to be ignorant. Uh, you're, you're choosing not to believe because 
of what you've been told in the past, all the stigmas around it. Uh, Reefer Madness and the Potheads have controlled this conversation and continue to control this conversation. I try to interject uh, some sensibility into that, uh, and it goes nowhere because you have these vested interests in many ways on the religious side uh, fighting against it uh, for reasons I don't know why, because every one of the books speaks uh, uh, very much so about the herbs of the earth being for the benefit of man, uh, from the Quran, the Book of Mormon, the Bible, the Torah, each and every one of these books has unbelievable chapters and scriptures speaking about these herbs that God has placed here for our benefit to help us heal. Um, and there's just this unbelievable fight and power that is trying to suppress that. Um, so I look at it in a lot of ways, and again, you can go into conspiracy land uh, if you want, you know, in all kinds of directions. Um, you can say, why is Israel, why does Israel have marijuana in their pharmacy? Um, and why does Jimmy Carter, our American president, former, go over to Israel and come back and say he cured cancer <laughs> in Israel? Um, that kind of just went one ear and out the other to most people. So at the end of the day, you're you're just caring to not listen. You're caring to ignore more so because of, I mean, I've been to these city council meetings. It's absurd the things that these, these grown men and women say about this plant. I sat and talked to a person who said, I have this disease that, uh, I think it was fibromyalgia. I'm like, oh, CBD is unbelievable for fibromyalgia. CBD can help you so much, like unbelievable cures in this. And there's no high, honestly, to have this person that is in the city council tell me, no, I believe my God will help me. You know, like, what? I'm sorry, I don't get it. And we've lost too many people. We, we have the cure for cancer. It's in cannabis. We have the cure for ALS. We have the cure for Alzheimer's. Uh, even Fox News has presented that, that Alzheimer's can be stopped or prevented through cannabis compounds. <laughs> These stories are out there. It's just People choose to uh, listen to these people that are spewing things out of their mouth without just going to Google and looking it up. Right. You know, we, we sit in the pew, we sit and watch our TV and just accept what the doctors or Dr. Phil tells us. Or, you know, and again, like I said, if the first thing that comes out of your doctor's mouth is, here, let me get this prescription pad out, you, you just need to go away and find somebody new because. Our bodies are amazing things, and uh, they function very well if you give them the right uh, components, you give them the right supplements, uh, your body will start to function very well, um, you know, unless you have a serious deficiency. And then even through that, your cannabinoid system in science speaks to unbelievable avenues of healing these things. When you have a cannabinoid during breast milk, Everybody's like, what about the kids? What about this, that, the other? You know how many cannabinoids are in breast milk? Start looking that up and looking into the stories about uh, how much this would be beneficial to kids with autism and developmental brain diseases and even into the womb of helping to resolve defects and things like cleft palate and all of these other things. Uh, I'm sorry, but I've been exposed to this. I've talked and cared to talk to the smartest people in the world on this. Because 
It saved my life. And I don't know how to express that more to people. No, I think it's great. In a global sense, uh, I think you're all over it. And then, you know, in the football sense, you know something else I see, and I wonder what you think about. Kyle, people love football, and, and, and it's obviously changing. And so I think there's a fear from fans and media, maybe even players, uh, that it's going to go away or it's going to change for the worse. Uh, so people kind of hang on at all costs. And so I even hear people say today, there is no proof of a link between football and CTE. How do you feel when you hear someone say that? Uh, I, 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 I'm sorry. I, you know, again, I just don't have any time for ignorance. Um, uh, those that would say that are completely ignorant and void of truth. They're, the science is overwhelming. Um, uh, our community is suffering greatly. Uh, the statistics aren't there. And so if you just choose to ignore that in science and <laughs> I don't know what to say to you, you know, you're, you're just, uh, you, I feel sorry for you, honestly, because you're living in a, a very uh, small world and you're not helping. Uh, I guess that's where the frustration and the anger can come in is, is that you're not helping progress the solution. Okay, and that's what I'm talking about is finding solutions. You can fight and argue all day long about how your personal opinion because of this reason or that. I've sat in front of these doctors. The NFL's top doctors on this discussion. Uh, you can look up one of them. I saw him back in Nashville when I passed out, had a seizure, went into full vertigo, episode, was hospitalized for three days, um, put on all these medications, and subsequently because my episodes of vertigo were ramping up and they sent me to a doctor there in Nashville that is one of the top guys that works for the NFL regarding this. And he wrote a book that says that he doesn't believe it exists. I don't care what you believe. Huh. It doesn't matter what you believe. The science is there. The science is very clear. The, the images that come back from these brains that have been not just football players, but they've done the studies. It's been published in the National Institute of Health website that anyone that has a history of head trauma likely has this disease in some form of progression because it is a progressive disease. And every person starts to deteriorate in their functions in their brain. This accelerates that because it, it starts to build those natural proteins uh, through aging that, that happens immediately because of this disruption um again there's science here yeah. people are ignoring and i don't care what you have to say uh, again i'd just be arguing and talking so i was blue in the face uh, <laughs> at the end of the day the people who say those things uh, are very very small-minded people that uh have zero backing of any science whatsoever and are honestly hurting the game because of that uh in bigger ways than anyone who says that this disease happens to everybody that plays it, which is more the truth. Uh, you know, I, I don't know how to talk to people like that. Yeah. Kyle, you might, you must get asked this a lot and you, you sort of alluded to it earlier. It sounds like you're open to uh, your son playing if he wants to play. What, what would you say to him and, and how would you handle that if he does want to play? 
Um, well, you know, we play flag right now, and, uh, um, you know, I, again, I'm not trying to shelter my kid. I'm trying to find answers so my kid can have fun like I did and go out there and skateboard and ride surfboards and snowboards and bikes and uh, do everything that I did growing up and then decide one day to play football and get out there and bang it around. Um, there's a right way to tackle. There's always been that right way to tackle, and it's not using your head. Um, and the game is inherently violent, so you constantly have to be aware of that. And so, you know, with my kids, uh, I don't try to, you know, baby, I'm not going to let him play tackle football till later in high school if he decides he wants to do that. Um, you know, and his mother for sure is going to need a good reason. You know, he's going to have to prove a lot. Um, you know, and I personally, I would have never played uh, and been the player I was if I didn't wrestle, if I didn't play baseball if I didn't do all these other sports. And so, you know, the problem is, is that all these people think their kid's going to be a great football player and make it to the NFL and they just single them out like football's your thing. And that's one of those sports you just can't do uh, that with. You know, you can go play all the baseball you want as long as your kid's not a pitcher and you're going to blow his arm out. Uh, you can go play basketball, you know, all these other sports. You can't do that to these kids and their young, developing brains. There's science for that as well that says very clearly we shouldn't be playing tackle football at the youth level. Um, but I don't want to stop that if parents and kids want to do it. I know personally that every one of these kids in youth football that dies doesn't have to die because there's an answer. There's an answer in cannabis. I, I, again, there's only one neuroprotective patent in the world. It's on cannabis, period. So we need to understand that. And if there are answers and ways we can continue to play this game, because it, it has created some great human beings, unbelievable human beings, that uh, it's created a lot more bad human beings and ruined more lives uh, because of this disease. And so you're either going to love this game and stand up for it um, and it's uh, principles on what it is based off of, which is family, and finding solutions to help keep your family together. Or this is just a money grab for everybody else. And, you know, uh, that's where I take offense to. You know, you, do these people really care about football? Do they care about football? Do they care about what's going on? Do they care more that, uh, uh, you know, or do they care about how much the economy is doing? How good, how these promises are getting fulfilled out there in this economy. Great. We got more paychecks coming in, but uh, <laughs> wow. There's still is some things to watch here on this TV every day that are quite concerning. But you know what? We're now ESPN, and we're going to say, uh, you know, we're not going to show the national anthem anymore and not allow these players to make a, uh, a political protest, which in our history of uh, American history has been – proven to be the only things that drive change is when athletes stand from Muhammad Ali to Billie Jean King to the, uh, uh, to our Olympians uh, that had to uh, race in front of Hitler, uh, you know, and be called unbelievable names. Athletes are the ones who change the world. And uh, now we have our own ESPN saying, uh, you know, we don't, we don't want to show these, these ingrates getting on their knee uh, and create all this controversy, make people talk a little bit more about things in this country, um, which is what I think we all try and do here. Um, anyway, don't try to get too political, but I don't think too many people care about football 
because they continue to argue against finding solutions to help save it. Um, and, you know, I see the writing on the wall, as everybody else does, that it's going to be like boxing, and it's going to be out of the high schools here in the next five years if we keep being ignorant. The company is NeuroXPF. Kyle Turley doing phenomenal work with it, uh, as you can hear, and I urge everybody to check that out. All right, home stretch, a, a few stick to sports questions. And Kyle, uh, with everything going on at the start of this NFL season with this new helmet rule, uh, I, I'm incredibly curious to get your take on this because on one hand, it, it seems awful, guys getting flagged for what look like regular hits. But then again, if we want head trauma to be lessened, and and I think we all do, you know, maybe there's something good in it. I, I'm still not sure. What do you think? No, there's nothing good in it at all. It's football. It's football. I don't. That's the problem with all of these rules. You're making the game more dangerous. If you don't play the game, if players are coming into a collision, anticipating they're not going to get blasted, lit up, then you. <laughs> Um, you're gonna. There's gonna be bigger problems to face here. We're not gonna have. Uh, I mean, when a receiver used to go over the middle, you can talk to all of them from you know back in the day. <laughs> they knew they were getting lit up, and they prepared for that collision. And a lot of those guys were able to pop up from those time and time again. Not one of these kids today popped up from these big hits. Not one. Uh, we, we, because they, they're not prepared to get hit. And this is a game of violence and attack and, it, and split seconds and, and just minuscule of fractions of inches and things that can totally change in the blink of an eye to where a player is going in for a proper tackle and then all of a sudden it's helmet to helmet. This game, especially at the NFL level, at any level, is unbelievably fast in these moments. Everybody gets to see the replay and in slow-mo. Uh, these things happen unbelievably fast, and in a lot of cases, your eyes close uh, you know, just naturally because uh, you don't want anything flying into your eyeballs as you run into somebody at 20 miles an hour. Um, you know, it's a natural protection mode. So these things change in the blink of an eye. The rules are unbelievably ridiculous. And instead of addressing and, again, implementing solutions on how to resolve these situations immediately, Luke Keekley doesn't have to be crying out in the field in front of the world. Okay, there's a, there's a nasal spray that's available that works for kids with grand mal seizures within seconds. Uh, there's inhalers. There's all these others. I got a vape pen that, you know, that we're working on as a concussion recovery piece um, because of how immediate that can enter into your system uh, and stop any type of neurological seizure activity or, uh, <laughs> again, there's science behind all of this. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the, the truth is there to help resolve this, and we can get back to playing football. That's what I'm trying to tell people. Um, uh, you know, that's why I'm for football, because I know I've found a solution to stop these kid deaths. And, you know, people can play football at that youth level, um, you know, still, uh, you know, if you want to do that uh, with your kid. 
And, and then if something happens, if you've done everything right and waited like I did till you're a senior in high school uh, and you just have matured finally enough to play this man's game, because this is not a game. This is a man's game. This is a war. This is a fight in the trenches, especially. Uh, this is a battle royale. And so you're, you're, the fan perspective around this is only from the slow-mo video. And uh, these rules are being created to, in my opinion, create worse collisions that are going to happen and uh, worse injuries that are going to happen. They're going to do the game no good whatsoever. Um, and, uh, you know, again, you're, you're, they're not implementing the solutions. Instead, they're putting up a tent to hide it on the sidelines. Kyle, your school, San Diego State, is in the midst of a, a major fight for a stadium coming up on the November ballot. I know you're passionate about that. Where does the passion come from? What are your thoughts? Uh, the passion comes from playing college football, man, and being able to do that in San Diego, of all places. Unbelievable that we are in this situation right now. I never would have believed it when I came down there first and watched Marshall Falk run all over uh, Miami and uh, saw the Rock chase up our mascot, uh, Monty Montezuma, up into the stands. Uh, you know, when football was God, you know, I guess we're in this new era where there's just so much to do and they're contemplating now. I mean, uh, I've been told the program, if we don't get this stadium, the program's going to dissolve in five years. It's going to be no more. Um, and, you know, that, that can happen at schools like San Diego State. Uh, it's just unfortunate that uh, we just don't have the leadership in San Diego that has chosen to find a way to keep the Chargers, uh, to keep the Aztecs uh, moving up instead of just constantly treading water, grasping for breath. You know, San Diego State, unbelievable school with an, uh, an amazing population contributing to uh, the community in San Diego uh, and all of the great people that it puts out because of the programs there. I mean, what a beautiful campus. What an opportunity. Uh, they missed the mark when they built that sports arena for the basketball team first. Um, they should have revamped that and made the Aztec Bowl that we used to run up and down the stairs in uh, to do conditioning, uh, the stadium, and, and you can have the student body at least get all the free tickets and do like every other college, and, and it's packed. You know, that those stadiums, when you fill these things up with people and make it fun for people to come to, uh, which is what they're trying to do down there now and building a new facility, is creating an atmosphere, creating an environment, not just for football, but for San Diego. Um, a living environment that is going to rival college football stadiums and environments around the country. Uh, if this stadium and, and this little this whole plaza and plan thing is put together, where that is located right there, uh, unbelievable things that that's going to do for the surrounding community. Um, and more so, though, for the Aztecs and college football and um, uh, going to excite that city once again about football because of that. And, and San Diego State, with that, would have the opportunity, in my opinion, to uh, contend at a national level. It's always put out the players. We always get the talent because a lot of guys want to stay home or they want to go to San Diego State because it's San Diego. 
I could have went to a lot of other schools, but uh, I got off the, the, the plane in uh, Iowa and there was three feet of snow. Right. And when I you know, went down to San Diego State, they put me up in Mission Bay, and that was all she wrote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, Kyle, I'm sure you've been asked about this a million times, but I, I got to ask you, you know, go back to the Saints, uh, the helmet throw. In your words, what happened on that play? But more importantly, why do you think it is so remembered as a moment in your career? Um, you know, well, obviously everybody saw it. Right. Um, you know, it's just one of those moments, uh, I think, that defines a player and what he's about. Uh, I don't think too many people really understood or still to this day understand what an offensive lineman's job is outside of that one moment. You know, I, I don't, you, you, everybody I talk to, they say that's what they told their offensive line. That's what you do right there. I don't know how much more to explain the techniques and everything, how to play this game and all, but at the end of the day, that's your job. Your job is to protect your teammates, and um, I, I take pride in that part of it. I, I, you know, I'm embarrassed and still to this day regret throwing the helmet, of course, and you know, flipping off the commissioner and the, all the other things that went went along with that. Um, but again, that was me not having that control. You know, honestly, yep. if I would have the things and the knowledge I have today, and be able to take those back with me. Um, the helmet throw would have never happened because that was a moment in time where uh, you're just faced with this situation of fight or flight and or just a decision in going through two different doors. The door that takes you down the wrong road uh, to, you know, uh, this is going to get out of hand to the door that's, you know, hey, let's talk about this. Let's, let's okay, this is not that serious. Let's drop this. Uh, you're only hurting yourself and your team here. Um, you got a chance to win. Uh, you know, hopefully we can pull this off, you know, and just settle the heck down. Uh, unfortunately, uh, our brains are not wired for that. They're wired for action and uh, making rash decisions. And that's what it was at the end of the day. Uh, a moment of hysterical blindness. <laughs> Kyle. Uh, As the doctor said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Amazing stuff. What an incredible story. Uh, in, inspiring work that you're doing. Uh, you know, you got a lot of fans out there really rooting for this work and, and, and the fact that you're doing it. I thank you so much for taking this time. And uh, it was a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you, brother. I really appreciate it, man. It's always good to be with you, and I uh, hope to do it again soon. Go Aztecs, and uh, who that, go Rams, go Chiefs. <laughs> there you go. Thanks, Kyle. Thank you. 